Welcome to Heading West, where we bring you to the frontier of capital markets in Web3. In Episode 5, we will be discussing the future of home ownership in Web3 with COO and co-founder Zach Gorman and how blockchain home registry allows you to own your home's data through NFT ownership. Awesome. How are you doing, Hunter? Great to be doing here. Doing well, Zach. Uh, yeah, we're very excited for you to be on this episode, Zach, and um, looking forward to diving into it. So to kind of kick things off, Zach, I'd love to hear, you know, what was the concept for uh, BHR and kind of how did that come to fruition? Sure. Um, you know, some high level context. Uh, my business partner, James, and I started a prop tech company called Tory Homes about five years ago. Uh, and the really high level there has been, you know, our, our mission has been to make the process of buying, selling and owning homes easier using an innovative technology. So we've been operating at the nexus of that world for the last five years, and we've learned a lot of great things. Um, and sort of the two key insights we've have, you know, by working in this industry that have really prompted us to switch, switch gears and start, you know, really pushing with BHR are that number one, you own your home, uh, but you don't own the data around your home. And, you know, I'm sure anybody in the web three world can really sort of understand the ethos of, you know, behind, ownership uh, of data of any sort, um, data or assets. And it was always just very, you know, a big question mark to us of like, why does somebody own the physical real estate, the physical property itself, but none of the data surrounding it? So, you know, a title company knows more about ownership history, deeds, liens than you do. An insurance company knows more about potential climate risk for your home than you do. So there's this whole wealth of data around your property that remains pretty much inaccessible to homeowners. Um, so that was a big question mark for us. And then sort of the other piece that's really driven us into this space is that, you know, the real estate industry, I think is probably a surprise to nobody who's interacted with it, but it is notoriously fragmented and anti-competitive. Um, so it really makes it difficult to work within the space and innovate. And it's a reason why we've seen, you know, so many of the legacy players in the industry have been very lethargic when it comes to innovating. So those two key insights have really driven, you know, our, our entry into the space and helping to create BHR. Oh, that's incredible. It's super fascinating what you guys are doing. And I think it's interesting too, because the market's enormous, right? People in web two and web three either own homes or most people's lifelong goal is to own a home one day. So I love how the market's super broad. And then I'm curious though, why web three? Did you guys just see the technology changing and evolving and kind of see a open sector in the market? Um, yeah, so we, you know, we're both James and I, my co-founder, we're technologists. So we've always had our eye on blockchain technology. I've been watching the space for, you know, many, many years at this point. Uh, back in 2017, we sort of looked at things and said, you know, clearly there's some opportunity here. Anybody who you talk to about blockchain will be pretty quick to, you know, when you ask them about use cases, I think a lot of people will turn to real estate really quickly because you think about things like title and MLS, like there's sort of low hanging fruit, uh, right for disruption in the space. But it was just clear to us back then that, you know, the technology on the blockchain side and just sort of the ubiquity of the space had not matured to the level where we could really make a play there. But obviously in the last 18, 24 months, things have really changed and the space has, you know, blown up. So it brought us back to, you know, looking at the space more holistically and seeing like, what's the opportunity here? But the real reason why we're using blockchain technology is not only because of all the advantages that, you know, the specific tech can afford you. Um, there's a lot of efficiencies and really, you know, great opportunities built in there, but it's also that, you know, sort of going back to that second problem I mentioned, you know, in our previous question, the 
the idea that the industry is so anti-competitive and fragmented and the real beauty of blockchain is this sort of immutable decentralized you know trusting nature is what we're using to help bring all of these different stakeholders in the industry together because the idea of bhr is that all it's a collaborative protocol for the entire real estate industry to build on top of so you will have anybody from a title insurance company to a lending company to potentially you know inspectors uh, anybody in the ecosystem can contribute their own unique data to the network and add more information about homes there so you wouldn't be able at least we don't believe and we haven't seen an example of this in the past that if you have one centralized entity that's controlling all of this data none of those stakeholders in the the real estate industry are going to participate because they'll say to themselves like why would we give over sort of our control of that data you know to another centralized authority that could then you know change things on a whim like we've seen with you know the large fang companies and things like that so it's really sort of that trust built into you know the ethos of the technology of you know why we decided to pursue web3 no, that's incredible. It's super important too. I love how you guys are democratizing, you know, data and definitely the market as a whole, whether it be real estate, et cetera, has seen a huge shift. So I think you guys are timing this perfectly. And then I'm curious, Zach, if you can kind of explain the process of like turning your, your personal property into an NFT and what does that look like from a consumer standpoint? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, we're starting in the U S but now any, any U S homeowner can go onto our platform. It's live bhr.fyi is the website. You can claim a verified NFT of your property. And so by verified, we mean that like we're actually looking and referencing public record with your legal name to ensure that you are, in fact, the owner of that home. Uh, once we've actually validated that, and we also, you know, we'll put you through KYC. So there's a lot of sec obviously security is a really big you know factor in what we're building. Uh, there's a lot of sensitive information around people's homes and that asset. So we want to verify that you are indeed the owner of that home. And once we have that confirmation, then we issue you the NFT of the property. And you can think of the NFT as the sort of key to your digital home record. You know, it's access to this historical, transferable, permanent record of your home, sort of like Carfax for homes supercharged. Um, so the process is quite easy. Uh, and early on, you know, we built in ways for people to claim their home with a DeFi wallet, but also just using credit card. And actually right now we're, we're doing it completely for free. So you can claim your home uh, just it, it, as long as you own that property, you can go claim it on BHR. Uh, you can store it in DeFi wallet. Otherwise, you know, for people who are unfamiliar with the Web3 space, we wanted to make this a much more accessible product. Uh, we understand that the sort of technical impasse and overhead of the Web3 space is one of the major blockers for real mass scale adoption. So we also built in a custodial option so that you can still have access to the platform and you know all of the data information around your home, but you don't have to hold that asset or engage with any cryptocurrency, DeFi wallets, anything like that. No, that's great. I think it's important too, just because a lot of people are building in Web3 only, but I think it's interesting from a founder perspective um, how you have experience in both. And as you noted, you know, building the custodial wallet should be a great avenue for people, you know, to enter Web3. So that's great to hear. And then I'm curious, are you guys built on Ethereum or what network are you guys currently building BHR on? Yeah, we started on Ethereum. Um, I'm sure plenty of people, you know, Ethereum is a very polarized space right now, but the reality is, you know, that's where most of the adoption is. So we wanted to meet people where they are. Um, we're constantly assessing, you know, over time as BHR evolves and we really start to build out sort of the integration platform side of what we're building. 
you know, we will evaluate uh, alternative chains, multi-chains, things like that, uh, different L2 solutions. But for now, especially because we're incurring the costs associated with anything on, you know, any data transfer on the network or the NFTs themselves, the we decide to just keep it on Ethereum and let that mass scale adoption be an easier entry point for folks. No, definitely. I think that's a great foundation and a great mindset to have. And then I'm curious, what were some big obstacles building BHR? I know, you know, security, people's data, it's, you know, very important space. What are some main obstacles you guys have kind of encountered thus far in the journey? Um, I think for us, you know, it, this is less an obstacle and more just, you know, the way that we think about how we're building, but just making sure that it's thoughtful. Um, I think, you know, we, we have been watching the space for quite a while, participating in our own rights. And I think it's, it's clear to us and clear to, I think, a lot of people that, you know, we're in sort of this pivotal moment. And I think we're sort of seeing, you know, a real recalibration, especially in the last, you know, five, six weeks or so. But where there's opportunity and there's capital, there's always going to be scamming and grifting and things like that. And we see so many different projects, even in the sort of what the real estate and blockchain space, which is, you know, nascent and early, but there's a lot of stuff out there that just doesn't ring true to us. It doesn't feel authentic. It feels like a money grab. It feels like, you know, far more opportunistic. And, you know, we've been building so long in this space and are so, you know, we have such a deep knowledge from our experience working with different great companies and every, you know, different providers from the whole space. And we want to, you know, build something that's going to actually be sustainable. Uh, so it just requires a lot more thought and a lot more consideration, but, you know, I think we're on to something really special here, but I would say that that's, that's been our biggest challenge, but it's also been, you know, the thing that we're most excited about is, you know, building something truly thoughtful and sustainable. That's not just going to go away because of speculation around coins and things like that. Definitely. I think it's a, a very uh, important aspect. Um, and I'm curious too, for people listening or homeowners, especially in the U S market, who currently owns most of their data? And then how are these companies currently kind of utilizing that data? And what is the benefit for individuals to kind of take possession of their home data? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, as I said earlier, it's, it's all of these private companies are the ones that have information about your homes. Like title insurance companies have all this information about deeds, liens, permits, ownership history, anything like that. Inspection companies have all the information about, you know, maintenance history and everything about your home. Uh, insurance companies know things about climate risk. So all of that information is just fragmented, distributed and, and locked away in many cases. Um, so for us, you know, creating this whole new data vertical and collaborative protocol that the industry will want to participate in and incentivizing both those players in the industry, as well as homeowners to contribute data to the network is going to lead to not only just more high fidelity records of homes, which has, you know, immense benefits in, in many, many situations, but also just, you know, making sure that over time, you know, everybody can really find some advantage here. So it's, yeah, that, that's really where we're at. Yeah, no, it's very important. And then, so I know BHR currently, one of the main features is tokenization um, and bringing your home into an NFT to gain access to its data, but are there any other features you guys are looking to roll out in the near future? Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got an immense amount of stuff coming up and I'm really excited. I think for us, you know, we wanted to get something in consumers' hands as quickly as possible. So that's where we started. We, we built the platform, you know, we made sure that anybody can claim their home on there. And 
immediately we wanted it to, you know, we, the, the sort of frame of mind for the platform itself from a consumer standpoint is like, think of it as your home for all things home, you know, everything related to your home's history, any data information about it, maintenance history, all of that can now be uploaded onto this really secure protocol and platform. So we're going to be rolling out a lot more to help make the documentation of your home's history and everything associated with it far more robust. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I can't quite talk about right now, but you know, we're builders. We've always been builders. We've been in consumer, you know, for a long time now. And I think people, especially folks who are in the web three space now, you know, asking for utility from projects, I think it's going to be quite shocking, you know, how much of that we're really able to deliver in a short amount of time. Are you guys one of the first projects to be democratizing homeownership data, or are there some other players in the space that you guys are currently competing with? Um, as, as far as we know, we're really sort of first to market here. Uh, there are a lot, you know, I think when you, when you go and look at the Web3 real estate space right now, a lot of stuff you'll see is about uh, fractionalized ownership. I think that's sort of the new meta right now. And for good reason, I think it's like an immense opportunity and can really, you know, I, generationally, I think we're all sort of, you know, questioning, like, is owning a home even something that I can do right now? And that's like a big deal. You know, I think millennial generation and then, you know, Gen Z coming up not too far behind, like sort of there was this promise growing up that owning a home was sort of like, you know, secure and something that was going to be viable for most people. And just given the markets and macro condition right now, I think it's something that is really not available. So there's a lot of stuff around fractionalized ownership to give people, you know, easier entry points to owning this, you know, highly stable real estate asset class. Um, and, you know, I've seen some things sort of like REITs, um, you know, different different REITs for metaverse property as well as real, real world property as well. Uh, but we are the first sort of collaborative platform trying to solve things from this end. It's definitely important to be one of the forefronters so in the for market. For example, if I went to go on BHR, I claimed my property and I sold it in the real world. Um, you know, what does that process look like once I claim that? Or how does that transfer um, process Yeah, that's a like? good question. Um, you know, so we're, we're always looking at public record and referencing that. So the second that public record is updated and it says that, you know, Hunter is no longer the owner of 123 Main Street, you would no longer have access to that home record. Um, we will either take possession of the NFT if it isn't already into our custodial wallet, or we have a mechanism by which we can burn the NFT, but all of the records are maintained centrally so that we can reissue the NFT and all of those associated records to the new homeowner. And they just have to go through the same verification process. We'll see like, okay, you know, Homeowner number two, check their legal name against public record, and then they can claim that that home record and all of the information that's been provided and uploaded to it. Are you guys currently fundraising? And if so, is there a way for anyone listening to kind of get involved or be a part of BHR? Um, yeah, we are currently fundraising. Uh, details on that forthcoming. Um, we want to make, you know, part of the whole space, uh, the Web3 space is, you know, giving people access to more across the board. Uh, obviously we're pursuing that on sort of the home ownership and data side of things. Uh, we've got some really cool plans on how to get people more deeply involved in the future of BHR and the actual building of the protocol over time. Uh, I can't really say anything explicit on that right now, but it, we will be announcing that stuff in short order. Are you guys currently have any open positions on the team? And what does that look like for anyone listening as well? Yeah, so we've got, you know, we're, 
We're looking for a couple key positions right now. Um, I think, you know, once we wrap up this funding round, things will open up a lot more. Uh, we will be launching or at least piloting an ambassador program soon because we've got a lot of people who've been raising their hands. That's why I love the Web3 spaces. Like there's so many people who are just trying to get involved in all of these new areas and opportunity and, you know, small ways, large ways. Uh, so we've had enough people really sort of banging down our door, honestly saying like, Hey, I really like what's going on here. I'd like to get involved. Um, so in the next couple of weeks, we'll be piloting an ambassador program and seeing, you know, how the community sort of responds to that. Um, and based on the feedback we get there, we intend to make that a far more robust part of what we're doing. But again, the, the beauty of web three is sort of the community building aspect of it. So that will be sort of a core pillar of our development, you know, for the foreseeable future. Definitely. I would know Web3 is an incredible place. Exactly. If you had one piece of advice to give to another founder building in Web2 or Web3, what would it be? Um, so two pieces of advice. I would think number one, um, and this comes from my co-founder, James, but uh, read read Solidity contracts. Like go, go actually dive into the technical aspect um, because... I think that's the first thing that people want to skip, but it has, there's so much foundational information that can be learned by actually like taking a look at the technical side of this and, you know, just get your hands dirty because there is unquestionably value in learning the technical side of what's going on here. Um, again, in my personal opinion, I think the future of web three is that the words blockchain, the words DeFi, NFT sort of fade into the background and the products and services themselves that are being powered by this technology are what, you know, people see and touch and feel. But I, like any nascent industry, I think learning the fundamentals and especially sort of the harder stuff uh, is going to be invaluable if you really want to participate meaningfully in the space and work in the space. And then the other thing I would say is just find find your sort of zone of genius and area of interest. Because again, one of the best parts about this space is that, you know, it's still early, but there are already so many applications, both in legacy industries, you know, we're seeing a lot in sort of the creator industry, music, arts, things like that. Um, but also, you know, there are so many new use cases that are just creating new industries around Web3 themselves, like native industries that are powered by Web3. So just get your hands dirty, go find projects or people who are participating in this space and start talking with them, start participating because, you know, if it's interesting to you and it's drawing you, you know, from the start, like it's not going to feel like work and it's going to, you know, your value is also going to be expressed much faster because you have that sort of vested interest. So high level, I think with both of those points is like, just get your hands dirty. You know, all of the information that you want is available to you. That's another great part about this being sort of a tech native industry is that all of the education you need, it's there. It's in YouTube, it's on discords there. You know, there are also just plenty of educational web three products and services being built. Uh, I can mention like Odyssey DAO and Blue Studios, you know, teams and projects like that, that are sort of empowering people to, you know, learn about the space. Uh, so just get your hands dirty. It's, it's really fun. And I've, I've been really excited to just see what's happened in the last, you know, 12, 18 months. And it's only going to get better from here. Um, I can't agree more. And what's interesting too, that's in web three can definitely find a home in anyone that's not, you will find a home, whether it be you're into real estate, music, arts, etc. There's a yeah. home for everybody. But um, thank you again, Zach. This has been a pleasure. I appreciate everyone tuning in to episode five of heading west. 
And we will see you in the next one. Thank you so much, Hunter. Appreciate it. Of course, Zach. Thank you.